Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 42. We're discussing Ooh. Force Friday. I'm your host Tim. I'm Sanjay. I'm Troy. Alright, so this week we're going to discuss our Force Friday hauls. Yay! So Troy and I partaked here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just assume I didn't partake in Force Friday? A little bit. <laughs> what if I... Uh, were, you at, were you out there at 6 a.m.? Yeah. Midnight? Uh, were there any steelbooks? No. Nope. Oh, nope. were there any um, comics that tie in with Batman? No. Nope. If there was a Batman vs. Darth Vader comic, how many copies would you guys buy? One. I'd buy one. I'd buy <laughs> seven. Yeah. Just give it to Who would win that fight? Batman. Oh, Vader. Vader all day. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into all of our Force Friday discussions, we've got a lot of news to run down here. There's a lot going on in the nerd world right now. Yeah, that's Wee! right, because not only did uh, Force Friday drop on Friday, we got Luke Cage himself. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Have you guys checked that out yet? Yes. I do not have Netflix, so no. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to wait for it to come out on VHS. Actually, now that you mentioned that, I actually did pick up a VHS on the weekend. So we're at the flea market, okay? <laughs> And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the horror film The Ring. Yeah. Yeah, uh, about yeah. a haunted VHS tape. Okay. They had it at the flea market for a dollar. And I'm like, I have to get this. Like, how cool of a prop is that to get, like, a haunted VHS tape about a movie about a haunted VHS tape? No one's ever made a good scary movie about a haunted DVD, so gotta hand it to VHS tapes. But I digress. Luke Cage. Yeah, he broke Netflix. How yeah. do you do that? So Luke Cage dropped on Friday. Okay. Netflix went down on Saturday, and I think this <laughs> might be one of the first, if not the first time, Netflix has actually crashed. Yeah, that's crazy. We have shows like Stranger Things, Orange is the New Black, yeah, House of Cards, House of Cards, all these huge shows, mm-hmm. and Luke Cage is the one that breaks it. And I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. I know we're going to review this yep. next week, so I've got a lot of binge watching to do. Mm-hmm. But can you give us your first impressions, Trey? First impression, this is probably the best Marvel Netflix series right now. Yeah. Wow. And, and I love the Daredevil wow. season one and two. This right here sets the bar very high. Wow. Yeah. How many episodes in are you? I'm on my sixth episode now. Six. You're about yeah. halfway through, eh? Halfway through. Can't wait. I'm going to go home and binge watch some more. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. With all this going on around here, like I said last week, I'm moving. This is officially the last episode that we're recording mm-hmm. at Nerd Room version 1.0. We're going to have to have <laughs> Studio, like a eh? sad song as we sign off the air. Yeah. Closing time. At closing time, yeah. (laughs) Nice. All right, do you guys know the words? We'll sing it as we uh, we close out today. Bonus content. (laughs) How are you feeling about the soundtrack? Soundtrack's cool. You know, I'm actually more intrigued in the soundtrack now since I've actually watched the show. Because when watching uh, the trailers a couple times, it was very hip-hop oriented, which of course it still is when you get into the show. But what I like more is we're getting a lot of jazz kind of feel. And um, I think, I, I can't remember the guy's name. I think it's, James Young, I could be wrong, so help me out there if you know, but um, he also produced two of Ghostface Killers albums, and I can feel it, I can hear the Ghostface influence throughout this show, so uh, great score, great show, man, all around, nothing but good, positive things. I'm super psyched to get into it, I've heard nothing but good things, even people that don't necessarily watch superhero movies or films tend to go to Netflix to watch these individual episodes or the whole series itself mm-hmm. and other people i've talked to have said the exact same thing this yeah. is the best and i don't know how they keep setting the bar higher right. and higher they really keep doing it. and again we've got another great villain again yeah. in this series right you know he's uh he's almost on that kingpin level wow yeah and i think it's almost because they have the time to develop these villains because yeah. kevin feige was at while promoting dr strange mm-hmm. discussing the criticism behind marvel cinematic villains yeah 
and the fact that they're almost doppelgangers or mirror images of the heroes. Yes. So yeah. we have Iron Man and Iron Monger. Yeah, Whiplash Cap. even. Yeah, Whiplash, yeah. 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 Cap and Red Skull, mm-hmm. Thor and Loki. So yeah. you have all these villains that are literally carbon copies, but just bad. Yeah. They're almost bad for no reason sometimes, right? <laughs> uh, Dark Elves and... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> I can name a few. <laughs> and that's one of the pieces of the cinematic universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that has taken the most heat since 2008. Yes. And... Kevin Feige actually addressed this directly when speaking about Doctor Strange versus essentially sorcerers, right? Yes. And he kind of laid down this concept that the reason they do this is because they have to spend so much time world building Mm -hmm. that having to build a separate villain or a backstory for a villain or have something where Doctor Strange is a sorcerer and then you have some other completely different villain that's crashed on the planet... You know, it's alien goop or something like that. Yeah. And you're trying to explain that at the same time, and it kind of conflicts with the story. Right. They're saying we're laying the foundation for a in continuity universe, you know, within that movie itself right. that attaches to the larger cinematic universe. But they find it just easier to use a carbon copy, a mirror image villain. Right. Now, what do you guys think of that concept? Does that pull the movie down? Because you don't always see that, particularly with Batman on the DC right. side. You know, um, as long as it doesn't become a trend, right? So yeah. because we've been seeing so many trends, Yellow Jacket, Winter Soldier, etc., it kind of uh, kind of pulls you down a little bit. But once they get to the second or third movie of the franchise, that's when I want to see them branch yeah. away. So I'm okay with um, DC. I think's done a pretty decent job. Besides maybe Man of Steel having Zod, who's yeah. pretty much just like Superman, but again, he still executed it well though. That, yeah, it's that, that same concept though. Your world building. Yes, right? yeah. you have to have a worthy opponent to go against Superman. You can't just have Superman chasing down bank robbers right. or yeah. fighting some men in a suit. It or doesn't really go that way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to leverage off the world that you're building. That's mm-hmm. right. And Kevin Feige stated explicitly here they're done with that. Yeah. They feel yeah. like they've got a strong enough foundation mm-hmm. of characters and a world that's built around them that they don't need to have these mirror image villains anymore. I'm assuming though in Black Panther you're going to get something similar, right? Yeah, well, well yeah. I guess they did also announce that uh, Claw is 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 cast now as well, which we already knew okay. from uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's cool because he's obviously a lot different than Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. And, he, he and Eric Killmonger and him have ties in the comics as mm-hmm. well. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's gonna nice. be cool how they do that. And they casted uh, Man Ape as well. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so cool. Look at Man three Ape? villains. Yeah. yeah, he's like a big like white ape, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think so kind of like Gorilla Grodd, but uh, white. Not. I don't think it's like a. <laughs> it's like a human. Human in, in an ape. Oh, I don't know how. Yeah. Gonna I kind of think rhino. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I think like Marvel has so many cool and unique different villains. It'd be nice to see them actually like push the limits and try for something out of the box instead yeah. of something cookie cutter. I mean, just looking at this uh, thing here that we have in the background of our uh, microphone stand, I mean, you look at the uh, House of M, like how many villains are in there and, uh, you know, some of the monsters and Secret Wars. Like, it'd be cool to see, like, a Mephisto or something like that from uh, Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's just so much you can do. I mean, Marvel's been around for 75 years and, you know, people always, like, say DC has great villains, but so does Marvel. I mean, a lot of people kind of discount Marvel because... Their heroes are so great. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, probably one of the best films was hero-on-hero fighting was Civil War. Yes. Because the two heroes are so strong that you don't have a villain that's as strong as Captain America or Iron Man to put them out to really make that, like, such a great film. Even Winter Soldier, the same kind of thing. Bucky's kind of like an anti-hero. He's not really a villain. Right. So, again, you got another hero-versus-hero conflict. So it'd be cool to see them kind of stretch the limits and uh, go for broke. Just yeah. try something completely out of left field and... See if it works. I yeah. assume it will because 
really that's kind of the only down thing of the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been the villains. Yeah, the villains have definitely been the weaker point I'd say in the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. But I mean, at least now Spider-Man: Homecoming, we'll see a variety. That'll probably be the start, I guess. That's when cool. You start seeing different villains yeah. pop up, right? And I yeah. think if you look back to the Netflix series and even what they've done with Loki, it's when they've had time to develop a villain, yeah. they're yeah. very successful at it. Yes. Yeah. It's just these one and dones that they're not able to have enough time to give the character a proper backstory. And the stronger ones have had, like Kingpin, yes. mm-hmm. the villain from Luke Cage, Loki, they've yeah. all had that time put into them, put into their story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they benefit from it. And I don't know if we're going to get villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that are going to stretch through longer periods of time where they're not yeah. just essentially eliminated or eliminated in ways where they maybe could come back later but maybe won't that's right that's yeah. holding off for Green Goblin yeah. eventually yeah. <laughs> they gotta stop killing him off too I hate yeah. that like Red Skull's gone and he was like one of the best villains you have he's not necessarily yeah. dead though right? I mean he could be anywhere but he I hope be. they bring him back that'd be yeah. such a cool you know to kind of round out the Captain America saga to have him come back for the last one or something would be really cool or you know you could have him like operating in the background and then you know he has his own like operation someplace else um, they're very ambiguous endings I find yeah. with the Marvel Cinematic villains like even Ronan he was kind yeah. of killed by an Infinity Stone so there are a lot of them have fallen to Infinity Stones mm-hmm. and that means really nothing Yeah, yeah. right. they're yeah. not actually physically killed you don't see Thor going up there and knocking the head of Malkithoff right like it's okay. yeah. it just doesn't happen that way yeah. yeah well even Thanos I mean he's been teased for how many movies but he literally just sat on a chair for like the last like five movies he's been teased it'd been some it'd been cool to see him do something really cool maybe like destroy a planet or something or kill some people but uh i think they're saving that yeah Mm -hmm. but i mean get me get me hyped up i mean i'm hyped up because i know thanos from the comics and i know what he's capable of can you really say like what you've seen of him in the cinematic universe you can really be hyped up for him for me yeah because i like i like the slow bird approach that we're getting with thanos just the little glimpses is, is enough for me for yeah. me, at least. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do is yeah. this real slow burn. Mm-hmm. Like, it's seeding it enough that people now recognize who Thanos is. Yeah. And now they just have to display his power because they really yeah. haven't done that. He's killed one person. Right. right? Yeah. Has he? No. I, that was I, Ronan that killed the other. They need to Alderaan something with Thanos. Yes. They need to have him show up and blow up a planet. Yeah. Yes. And show him having some dialogue with death so the yeah. audience can get a sense of, like, this guy's crazy. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Relentless and has no remorse for humans. Yeah. Have they cast Death yet, or is that kind of a secret? I think it's kind of a kind secret. Kind of a secret. I mean, we don't even know if they're going to go down that road. I, I'm sure they would. They'd have to. They're hinting right? towards that some yeah. sort of Infinity Gauntlet story, right? Yeah. yeah. And Death is a heavily involved in there. Yeah. It'd be like having a Superman movie without Lois Lane. Like, his one true love is Death, so. Yeah. Which I'd be okay with right now. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Amy Adams is a national treasure, Okay. Not the right fit for that character. Amy, if you're listening to this, which I assume you are, you keep doing your thing, girl. You're killing it. Fade to the background. (laughs) Sticking with the MCU, there are also some talks that Doctor Strange could open some doors to the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Yeah. Okay. What are your guys' thoughts on this being used as either a tool to get away from the continuity they've built so they don't have to touch it Mm -hmm. if, in fact, they do lose actors like Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr. eventually down the road? Or is this going to make it so complex that it's just not worth watching anymore? Because the whole multiverse, and particularly the Ultimate Universe, which was referred to by Kevin Feige, and then subsequently kind of half-assed retracted. Yeah. But it was a way to reimagine, reshape, and put a different portrayal of characters 
onto comic print. Yeah. And this, again, could be used as a way to move away and leave the cinematic universe as is, as a whole contained unit. You know, is this something that you think it's going to be used post-Infinity War to fit the Marvel Cinematic Universe back together in a way that we can accept the continuity running through it? I think it'd be pretty confusing. I mean, if they want to set off their own ultimate line as a franchise, it'd just be crazy. Because even if you look even at Row 1 right now, people are even confused where does that fit in the timeline of Star Wars. This is Star Wars, which is huge. Plus, it just it kind of makes no sense. I mean, the Ultimate Universe was created back in 2000 to basically bring the Marvel Universe in the current times. Like, to yeah. just make it modern, right? Yeah. And we've already had sprinkles of, like, the Ultimate Universe. Like, we have uh, Nick Fury yep. already. Yeah. We have the Chitauri, right? I think that they're, yeah, the they're the line. scrolls from the Ultimate Universe. Yeah, and even the approach to going with Spider-Man so far is kind of like the more Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't really think it's necessary. And especially, you have such a, a cool universe already that we want to expand on. Why go back and retell another Cap story that's a little different. You exactly. know what I mean? I, just, I don't think there's any point to it. No. I don't yeah. think I'd even really want to see it. Even the cinematic costumes take a lot of cues yeah. from yeah. the Ultimate Universe. You even look at Falcon and yeah. Cap's modern uniforms. Yes. Yeah. All of those have taken big cues from that universe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think their headquarters is from the Ultimate line too, Yeah, right? the Triskelion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you no. go. There yeah. you so go. I think they can just leave that universe untouched. It doesn't exist in the comics anymore anyways. No, and that there's a reason for it. <laughs> right? yeah. 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 So, um... It was a cool yeah. run. I think the first 12 issues or so, or 18 issues maybe, were really well done. Yeah. And it yeah. really updated that universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Spider-Man's run. That's basically holding the universe because they, they destroyed the Fantastic Four, basically. Yeah. Uh, the X-Men were pretty much diminishing. Yeah, yeah. But Reed I, Richards was a great villain. He was great. So, yeah. so we've got some cool things. We've got okay. Reed Richards as the, what's he called? The, the creator? Maker. The maker. Yeah. And then we've got Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Yeah. And they've pulled those out of the Ultimate Universe right. and put them into current <laughs> Exactly. Whatever it's called now. Yeah. Yeah. Earth One. Earth Earth Prime. Prime. (laughs) So, do you think that they could use this to maybe branch into the Fox movies and maybe pull in the Fantastic Four or finally do like an X Men crossover, just maybe a one off film, or is there no hope for that? Comes down to the rights still. Yeah. Yeah, The studios. Do they want to taint their universe that they've spent since 2008 building with something that's a bit all over the place? Like, it would be really cool to pull in Logan or pull in a character or something like that. Yeah. And that is a way that they could leverage those other characters if they did have the rights to them. Yeah. And that's what they're doing in the DC TV universe, essentially with Supergirl, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is they're doing the Flashpoint Paradox and, and pulling everyone into the same continuity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you could do something like that. And they've done yeah. that in the comics countless times. Yeah. So if they wanted to integrate these characters, but I think you'd have to go fresh reboot on either X-Men or whatever, yeah. or even a Deadpool, you could probably get away with pulling in and having it being self-referential and being like, hey, I used to be in this universe, now I'm yeah. in this universe. Yeah. People will get that and accept uh, that. Yeah. I don't know, though, because Deadpool's a hard R, right? And if yeah. you bring him to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all their movies are PG-13, so I think it would lose some of that edge. Plus, again, we'd, we'd ha- kind of have like um, less superhero movies in a sense, so we get yeah. less cat movies, less Spider-Man, less uh, Avengers. we get less of everything, right? If we had to share more so with uh, Wolverine or the X-Men or the Fantastic Four. That's what I'm going to tell yeah. my my kids. You know, if you share, then you get less. So never share. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to all the kids out there. Stay greedy. Yeah. <laughs> so, sticking with Cinematic Universe, Justice League 
wrapped shooting this week. That's right. So it wrapped in London and now it's flying to Iceland. But uh, some of the people aren't going to Iceland. Like Aquaman, I think, is done. And he's actually gone. Or Jason Momoa, sorry. Yeah. He's not actually Aquaman. Although he does look the part. Well, not really, but he looks... Conan. Yeah. (laughs) But he's going to film The Crow now. And um, so, yeah. And uh, there's rumors if the Joker was going to come on set, Jared Leto, or um, the uh, picture teased by Zack Snyder on Twitter. Did you guys see that? Did he have the bat gauntlet on? He had the bat gauntlet on, and he was doing some drawings. And then people zoomed in on the drawings. And it was the meeting between Lex Luthor and Deathstroke. Luther's gonna be in Justice League. Yeah, getting a little bit of Amazing Spider-Man two going on here. <laughs> you said that about Batman vs Superman. Look how that turned. Yeah, exactly. Out. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing, Zach? Yeah. I feel like at this point, you know, let Zach do his vision. Even if Justice League, you know, falls on its face, then they have, you know, they have building blocks where they can pick up the pieces and continue on. Which they've been doing every movie. <laughs> every movie, everyone's like, just wait for the next one. Wait for yeah. the next one. Although I've loved all three, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, that's true. You have, yeah. So. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, had stupid. had an opportunity <laughs> to keep Justice League simple. And yeah. if they're going to muddle it up and make it more complex than yeah. it needs to be, and use it again as a launching pad for the yeah, universe. Like, yeah. Batman vs. Superman had problems, and we're yeah. not going to go into that. Yeah. But, I, and I said when we re-reviewed the Ultimate Cut, yes. that it did serve its purpose as being a launching pad yep. to some degree. It mm-hmm. set a somewhat rocky foundation but a foundation nonetheless yeah and justice league had the opportunity to build off that if it's going to try to be a complex movie seeding all these different things it's going to fall on its face again yeah no that's true i mean they really got to keep it simple but i think they really got to do something special because i mean this is the justice league the first time on film so you know they can't just have him fighting deathstroke or luther it's got to be like a grand villain when we got the avengers we got them seeing fighting all these aliens so you know they got to use all their powers and the audience didn't feel bad if they killed an alien so you know you need something like that in justice league you need something big you need something grand we've already had two avengers movies two and a half if you count winter or civil war so you know (laughs) so they need something i mean this is the justice league if they if they just keep it too simple i think people will be pissed off and saying like you know how do how could you spend 250 million without some really cool fight scenes and stuff are are we getting stefan wolf because he's obviously teased yeah. And BVS. Yeah, so right. he's supposed to be the main villain. Right. Um, they haven't cast him yet. Okay. Which is kind of weird. It is. But uh, in Guardians, they didn't cast uh, Groot and Rocket until after that was done shooting, so it can oh, be done. Okay, okay. No, yeah, because yeah, James Gunn's brother was Rocket Raccoon Mocap. Right. Oh, okay. And then Bradley Cooper. They just voiced him. Be Coop. So I'm guessing that. Well, Vin Diesel's for Guardians 2 isn't because he's like a foot tall in the new Guardians Groot. Oh, that's right. Like little baby Groot. Yeah, teenage. Oh, no, I think they said that he is. Eventually, but he's small. Oh, but he's a small one. Okay, yeah. yeah, I don't know how he grows or when he grows. Right. But he does start off as like adolescent or preteen. Sell those toys. They're (laughs) not just going to leaf it alone. Oh! Oh. There you go. I caught that one. (laughs) (laughs) So this weekend, there's a big con. One of the biggest of the con season. New York Comic Con. Nice. So October 6th through 9th. Everyone shows up to this one. Marvel, DC, Star Wars crew, everyone. It's it's huge. And this is one that I've contemplated, you know, do you go to San Diego or you go to New York Comic Con? Because yeah. I think it's slightly smaller. Yeah. Yeah. But it does have that same San Diego vibe to it. Right. Oh, for it's sure. Kind of, it's the East Coast equivalent of San Diego Comic Con. That's right. Yeah. We're going to turn this into East Coast, West Coast oh, battle, just like the man. 90s? Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. To me... I think New York is probably a lot better city than San Diego to visit. Nothing against San Diego, but uh, if I had to choose between the two, I'm 
might lean a little bit more towards New York just due to the tourism aspect. Yeah. I, I always feel like that's like the comic essential place to yes. be is New yeah. York, right? Midtown comics. Yeah. You know, MCU comes out of New York, right? Yeah, exactly. Midtown right? High, Spider-Man, all that good stuff. So I, I'd definitely love to check out one of these cons one day. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And there's always a flurry of announcements that come out of this con in particular as far as comic books, movies, TV announcements. Mm-hmm. And I thought we could just quickly run down a few oh. of the panels sure. that look interesting. and. Probably the ones to look out for for announcements coming out of them. Sounds good. Marvel TV has a big presence at New York Comic Con this year. And one of the exciting things that I'm really looking forward to is there's a Netflix panel for Iron Fist. Ooh, okay. Apparently, similar to the end of Daredevil Season 2, or maybe it was Jessica Jones, they had the clip for Luke Cage. I guess at the end of Luke Cage, there's a clip for Iron Fist. Nice. So I haven't got there yet, of course, but... That's something to look out for, but I guess they're going to have an extended trailer, extended footage shown for Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. So this is one that had some problems getting off the ground, yeah. and they've been filming it for the better part of, I want to say, three or four months now. Okay. Oh, okay. And so look out for that coming in 2017 at some point, probably six months after the debut of Luke Cage. Right. So six months, essentially, from now. Yeah. And so that's a big one. They've got some stuff going on for Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. they're showing, some animation movies, a Hulk animation movie, some nice. Guardian stuff. Ooh. And then they're also showing the network premiere for Legion. Oh, oh. the FX show. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I'm still not sold on that show, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll check out that, uh, I guess, will it be live streaming panels? I don't you think know, they're going to show us. This might yeah. be more of an event where Probably, they, you know, you're yeah. ticketed in and you go watch the first season or first episode, episode. of the season or season premiere or whatever it's called. Right. And it's just to get the fan hype up, behind, oh, okay. right? Yeah. And so I look for maybe some sort of ratings or reviews coming out of right. that to see if it's worth even checking out. Yeah. I don't have FX, but something that I might try to find a little later on. Yeah. Because it is meant to tie into the Brian Singer universe. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. 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 So okay. it's the first kind of iteration where we're tying into a different Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool. I, yeah. I kind of like that idea. To see where they go with the continuity, if they just piss all over yeah. the TV show or what they do here. Because Legion is Professor X's his son. son. Yeah, he's a wacky character that goes back in time and okay. causes basically the Age of Apocalypse, I believe. Or Days of Future Past. One of them. One of those. Yeah. Elliot, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> and our favorite, as always, Star Wars. Of course. Oh, yeah. They have a big presence there. Of course. Not so much the movies, mm-hmm. but... The one I'm particularly excited for is the Hasbro panel, which takes place on Thursday. So this is where we always get a little more insight as to what's coming in 2017. San Diego Comic-Con and New York Toy Fair, you do get a closer glimpse. I think New York Toy Fair is usually in February, and that's when you actually start seeing. So we might get some more concepts and understanding what's coming out, particularly with the Rogue One line. So we've got our first couple waves here, and we've got them all strung across here behind us. Oh, yeah. Looking good, guys. Looking good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's it's looking good. The collection's already filling out. Yeah. But hopefully we'll get a little more indication as far as the subsequent waves. We know what wave two looks like, maybe what wave three, four, and so on and so forth is going to look like. Where the Qui-Gon Jinn's going to fall. The uh, General Kenobi. Right. The Revan. Revan. Yes, Sabine. When we can expect those to drop Probably early 2017, yeah. but it might give us a bit better indication here. Cool. And the other panel from Star Wars that I'm really looking forward to is it's a writer's roundtable. So they're going to have oh. Timothy Zahn, Chuck Windig, oh. Charles Soule. So the people that oh. are creating... Claudia Gray maybe even? I don't think Claudia yeah. Gray's there. Okay. I want to see another book from her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they right. have to have her. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing there is kind of like a creators of the extended universe or the written universe, yeah. if you will, of Star Wars. And they're talking about the current project's how they go about writing mm-hmm. these particular characters when they're spinning them out of the movies. Wow. 
and also what's coming down the pipe. Wow, that so, might be the best thing coming out of New yes. York Comic Con right there. I'm really excited <laughs> just for that writer's panel. Exactly. Wow. So we got Rogue One Catalyst dropping in November. Yeah. There's an Ahsoka book dropping next week. Okay. October 11th. Cool. And then there's Thrawn in April 2017. Oh, man. So awesome. We have numerous eras we're exploring right now in Star Wars. And those are three books kind of concentrated in around the New Hope time. Yeah. So I'm looking for something that's maybe a little more Force Awakens centric. Okay. And something that's maybe a little bit pre- Rogue One, sort of in the Rebels time frame, expanding right. on some of the characters that we have in there. Nice. And Ahsoka will have that covered, I'm sure. Yes, and Thrawn as well. Right? Cool. Can't so, wait for that. Really looking forward to that mm. panel. And DC and Marvel always have big comic panels. They're not right. present as much from the cinematic perspective. Right. But Marvel and DC usually use this as a launching pad for their next coming events. So yeah. they're going to be talking post-Civil War II from the Marvel end. So we're talking okay. a lot of X-Men, Inhumans... Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like the Clone Saga or whatever they're doing next. Yeah, cool conspiracy. Yeah. Nice. And maybe look for what's coming beyond that with Ironheart and a few of the other new characters that they're introducing. This yeah. new book, Avengers book from Mark Wade, we'll probably hear a little more about. So it's, again, it's we're not out of Civil War II yet, yeah. but they're going to be talking a lot about that. And DC is going to be talking a lot about what's next for Rebirth. Right, because nice. Monster Men is what you're reading right now? Yeah, with yeah. The Batman, Nightwing, Detective Comics time? Yeah, I do enjoy it. Cool, and then Justice League versus uh, Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're probably hearing what's coming out of that mm-hmm. as well, expanding a bit more maybe on that event itself. Nice. And trying to understand a bit more maybe of the integration of Watchmen into this universe right. and the implications for what's going on in Rebirth. I haven't quite caught up. I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of stuck in August somewhere right, right now. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to hear what these guys have to say. And I try to half pay attention to it mm-hmm. because I'm trying not to spoil what's coming out of the comic books I'm reading right now as far as who lives and who dies. Uh, and... Who's Dr. Oz? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys hear the latest crossover? So you know how DC always crosses over with like IDW or Ninja Turtles, Ninja Star, Turtles Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. So the latest one, Green Lantern, crossing over with Planet of the Apes. Really? Yeah. Whoa. What are your thoughts on that? I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah that's... <laughs> wow. So, like, Hal Jordan? I, I assume so, probably... yeah. It'll probably be Hal Jordan. Probably loses his ring, loses his powers. Kind of like the original Planet of the Apes. Where... And Cornelius gets his hands on the one that Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> Which Planet of the Apes is it? I the have 68? no idea. Um, that whichever... version? The early version? Or the new? or The Mark Wahlberg? Some, yeah, somewhere <laughs> Oh, God, not the Mark Wahlberg. But that's the one that would fit that universe, I think, right. better. Like, yeah. the Wahlberg it's a bit quirky. Yeah. I don't yeah. see it fitting well with the 68. No. Yeah. Okay. The, the current iteration. Yeah. Which had a cool... They're gonna, that's a movie they're going to show. Not show, but there's going to be teasers coming out oh. for it. Right. War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yes. That's next so, year? No, New York Comic Con's going to yeah. be showing probably oh, a wow. teaser trailer yeah. for that. So oh, I can't wait. That. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Planet of the Apes, I think, has been one of the best uh, film franchises we've had in the last 10 years. It's definitely the, one of the best reboots. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the CG, the CG in the last film, too, was... Some of the best I've seen since Jungle Book. Yeah, it's so lawless. <laughs> yeah, how it did not win the Oscar amazes me because there was no actual apes in the whole film. Just apes yeah. on horses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm curious as to how they're actually going to integrate this. Huh? Yeah, be something I look into picking up. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's that's kind of neat. It's kind of weird. I, but... It is kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, I skipped the Batman versus the Ninja Turtles. That one was really shooters. good. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's the art. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't really yeah. get into the art, but yeah. What would be like a Marvel crossover with another popular franchise that you guys would like to see? And you'd be like, yeah, like I'm jonesing for that. That'd be awesome. Because like DC seems to be more open to like working with other companies, whereas Marvel's kind of just in their silo right now. You know, doing maybe, their own um, thing. Maybe Marvel 
Devil Dinosaur goes against Jurassic Park. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> the, the one that people, I don't know if people would ever like this. There's something that I would not support. Yeah. But like integrating like a weird Star Wars Marvel crossover. Oh, okay. Guardians. Yeah. Guardians yeah. and yeah. Star okay, I don't want to see cool. it. It kind of hurts to say that. Like it really, it really yeah. feels weird. It would be yeah. weird. Yeah. You know, there's an issue I read a while back of Avengers before we'd gone to Secret Wars. This must have been like two years ago. And there's a little inkling of a drawing, and it looked like Vader almost. It wasn't really? Vader, but it's kind of like Disney was having fun here with, ah. with the characters and the rights of the of the Star Wars universe. But nice. yeah, you might have had the comic too. I can't remember the yeah. name of it, but it was I like, wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there's Star Wars teasers all throughout oh, some way. Right. For sure. Yeah. Or because yeah, even get probably references in like a Deadpool or I don't yeah. know. I feel like that's something that they would just throw in there. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I got one for you guys. Because you know how... So Disney owns Marvel now. I got this as a perfect one. Namor, Little Mermaid. <laughs> this is flawless. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, what do you got? You got two under, underwater creatures. You can have song and how dance. Does, how does that movie end? Isn't she a, like a human now? No, she, she, she lost her voice. But does she end in the water? I don't know. Yeah, because there's... <laughs> There's a there's a direct to video sequel and he she has a daughter so oh. I'm assuming that it ended. How did that work? Yeah, I, yeah, that's <laughs> the uh, complexities of maybe she did end up with Seymour or not Seymour but Namor. Seymour, <laughs> Seymour, <Yeah>. Namor. <laughs> yeah, she did Seymour and Namor yeah. up together. Oh, if you catch my drift. Yeah, sorry, Sue Storm. <laughs> so I uh, I've been starting to watch this new uh, not really new but this show DC Legends of Tomorrow. I'm really behind guys on TV, so I'm on like episode five. They're gonna say something like, <laughs> "I started watching this sweet Netflix series on this." Yeah. No, I was on Crave, so I started watching. It. I'm really enjoying it. Like, I'm gonna watch this to completion and then um, watch it season two. But uh, they have a lot of Star Wars references in it. There's like this uh, bounty hunter that's on their tail through the time space continuum, whatever. With Rip Hunter and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they keep calling him Boba Fett and stuff. So yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. It's funny the CW pays a lot of references. Like the Flash is always yeah. bringing up like um, Star Wars lines all the time. Yeah. yeah. How could they not though? Right? Like it's such a big cultural influence yeah. that I think they just kind of go with it. Even uh, in that crossover last year, uh, DC brought up the Marvel. Uh, cinematic or not cinematic out uh, of the marvel comic universe in one of their crossovers so oh, really? yeah there's some there's one where there's like all different uh incarnations of all the dc heroes and then there's the stanley presents dc universe yeah and then someone goes like oh this universe this guy who created it was only with us for a brief time but he was with another um universe before that or something like that so well, that's cool yeah. those in comic references like yeah that. yeah no. But be sure, guys, to check out New York Comic Con. Yes. If you're there, if you're tweeting photos. There's a couple of really good podcasts, I'm going to say. Star Wars Action News and Marvelicious Toys, yeah. two that I really enjoy. Rebels. They, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they do report a lot of the, particularly the action figure stuff, the collecting stuff that's happening. Yeah. So go over and check those guys out. Because, you know, we can't be there or else we'd be reporting this stuff. Yeah. And they do a really good job covering it. So it's pretty cool to check them out and support other podcasts as well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my favorite podcast to get all the best Star Wars and Rebels news is Rebels from the Nerd Room. As an unbiased third party, let me tell you guys, I cannot tell you the countless hours I sat down and listened to Rebels. I am all caught up and ready to talk Force Friday because of these two. Hosts, Tim and Troy, break down all the latest news from the last week's episode of Rebels. So check it out. Really appreciate the yeah, Thanks, man. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean? That's just my honest opinion. Uh, this isn't like shameless advertising or a plug at all. 
So that's correct. Be sure to check out our newest podcast, Star Wars Rebels Alert. Drops every Monday. We discuss and recap each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 3. All right, Sanjay, before we get into our Force Friday talk, talking about what we're able to pick up and some of our individual stories, you have a little unboxing that you want to bring something over. Just a little little showcase here. Something, something. So I picked up my latest uh, steelbook today. Movie 1050. Nice. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> 1050. Yeah, so I did the math. So I can watch one movie a week, every week, and I'll watch the same movie twice uh, until the year 2036. So I've got 20 years of movies a week. So That's incredible. Better start watching. So, More movies than Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I maintain I have a better collection than Netflix Canada. So Netflix, if you hear this... Give me free movies, because why not? <laughs> all right, all right. So the latest steel book, you guys reveal, reviewed this movie. Um, little lukewarm reception, but tell me your thoughts on the steel book, and if this interests you, if this is something you guys are going to purchase. All right? Oh, my goodness, it looks so sick. Oh, man. X-Men Apocalypse. That's yeah. a nice-looking steel book, though. So the cover is just a picture of Apocalypse with kind of like a... It's like a felt almost texture that it looks like, and then his bottom of him kind of fades off paint into the different X Men in the movie. So yeah, kind of a graffiti like look yeah. going on with an emo apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely cleaned up his look because his look yeah. originally looked a lot Ivanusier. Yeah, and this is definitely a lot better. More blue, more gray. Ivanusier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Is this uh, this is a steelbook that intrigues you? I know you guys don't pick up as many steelbooks as me, but uh, where's this one ranked for you guys? Um, Civil War still sits on my number one. Uh, BVS is number two. I really like that uh, steelbook. That's great. This one here is not bad. It doesn't it doesn't blow me away, but it's it's, it's pretty good. It's I think pretty good. It, I think it fits in well with the Deadpool one because the Deadpool is just his face. So they seem to be going with more of the uh, face ones, and there's no spine slash, which is always good. There's nothing worse than when you pick up a steelbook and then it gets delivered, and there's either a big dent or the spine is slashed. So. So it seems to be in fairly good condition. I must say Best Buy's been doing a pretty good job with all their steelbooks that I've got this year. Except for whenever I buy them from Best Buy online, they ship in a big box with just yeah. like a piece of paper wrapped around it. Oh, really? <laughs> this one came with, um, what you call it, those air pockets? So it wasn't even moving at all. Like, it was all pressed together. Yeah. So maybe I'm getting VIP treatment. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, you can actually pick this one up at stores. So it's not one of their online exclusives. So. Yeah, it's not bad. The, the front's definitely better than the back. Yeah, yeah, the I'd back say. is the uh, Scarab. Yeah. This is just the uh, J card here, but you... The lightning looks kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's see. My, my opinion is, I don't, I'm not going to be picking this up, but fortunately, because Sanjay's yet to embrace the digital era, <laughs> I've been purchasing, for a very reasonable price, his digital <laughs> copies often for movies. I don't particularly have any want to pick up a yeah. $30 or $40 steelbook or even the Blu-ray copy. Yeah. I just want a digital. I want it to have... Technically, that's illegal, so uh, cut that out. <laughs> it's not illegal. It's, it's capitalism. So we, he, we split on the cost of the Blu-ray. You kept the physical copy, I keep the digital copy. Exactly. All right, so I'm just going to remove the J-card. It's attached with some glue here. J-card? Yeah, so this is what they put on top. They call you got it your J-card? <laughs> I thought I lost that. Don't tell my wife. So if you open it up... Now, do you guys keep these? Or do you oh, yeah. I keep, yeah them. The you keep those, eh? I keep them around it because oh, you can okay. buy protectors. I'm just always worried about them because they're so sensitive, the steelbooks. Yeah. Maybe not so much this one because it's a bit duller. Yeah. But the Civil War one, a few others, yeah. if they scratch so easy because they're like a really tinny sort of metal. Yeah. 
Yeah, so this one here is the back. is kind of like a scarab with some Egyptian writing. And a big A. Big A. And so you open it up. Some more Egyptian writing with a digital copy copy for Tim. (laughs) So it comes with the Blu-ray and the DVD. Mm. So, yeah. Pretty cool-looking steelbook. And that's it. So as a steelbook collector this year, you've talked about which ones that you have picked up. Which one is your favorite so far? I'm going to go a little off the board here. There's been some great ones. Civil War has been great. BVS. I think Suicide Squad is going to have a great one. But the one I can say is the one I actually paid for to get shipped from the U.S. was Gods of Egypt. Oh. Just a great-looking cool. steelbook. It has kind of all the characters in it, some Egyptian gods on the front. Really cool-looking. It's going to go well with this Apocalypse right. one with the Egypt theme. So I'd say that's my favorite this year so far, but the year's not over yet. So another cool one was I really like the Star Wars The Force Awakens with... Uh, Kylo Ren there. Well, Thanks that's for a good one, yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention that one, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I have all the other ones. That's how I got into Steelbook collecting. It was actually Star Wars Fault. So I never picked up a Steelbook, but they released all the Star Wars on Steelbooks before The Force Awakens. Picked up all six of those, and I've been hooked ever since. So nice. thank you very much, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's an addiction for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> a little something it for everyone. spawns addiction. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about Star Wars. So this past Friday... Was Force Friday, Force Rogue Friday. Friday, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. It was the nationwide, worldwide debut of the majority of Rogue One merchandise, action figures, and content. Right. That being said, <laughs> it really wasn't the debut no. or the release date for a lot of this. And right. we had some interesting experiences when it came to Force Friday. So yeah. we had been talking this for the better part of a year. Yeah about how excited we were to go and hang out, pop some chairs down. Yeah, hang out with some other force welders. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And we're excited for these action figures. We had a couple weeks prior to Force Friday, they had shown us the action figures, what was coming down the pipe, the Elite Series, the Black Series. Troy and I were super excited for this. So Troy got there a little early. Yeah. <laughs> what time did you get there, Troy Ski? Um, I got there about 7.15. Yeah. Yeah. For at, a, a 12.01 night? opening. Yeah, so e- you, evening, in the evening. So you stayed five hours. Oh, the story's not done yet. No. Okay, okay, okay. The story's a little long. This story goes for almost a 24 hour period. Should, should I pull up my chair and get my uh, coffee mug here? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get comfy. Oh, yeah. Taking the belt off the pants. Okay, go. So, Troy's there at 715. Oh. This is Toys R Us in Calgary here. And Troy phones me and says, dude, they have no Black Series. No, none at all. Wait. Not in the city. What? Yeah. So the manager walked out to Troy and no. said, <laughs> Get out of my lawn, you <laughs> he damn said, He kid. said, what are you looking for? And I said, I'm looking for the Black Series. The 6-inch? Yep. We don't have any of those. We don't no. have any of those. We don't have any of the 3 3 quarter. No. And there's about five of us in line right now. So granted, like Tim said, we're here early, 7-15, ready to go. We're on the hunt. And he drops the bomb from Force Friday to Letdown Friday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Maybe he was just saying that so he could get it all for himself. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. So after I had the phone with Troy, I called the Toys R Us yeah. and confirmed with the manager and oh, okay. another worker that they didn't have any Black yeah. Series. He said, we have about 30 SKUs. Yeah. So what Troy and I decided at that point was yeah. it would be fun to stand in line and wait. Yeah. It'd be cool to hang out. I had chairs in the back. I brought an umbrella. Yeah. Wow. Pizza, everything. Yeah. And there's some cool people there. There's a guy dressed up as a director uh, critic. Yeah. Yeah. Right there, oh. so the people are ready to go. It's about to get serious in there. I thought you were going to say director George Lucas. And no. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what does that look like? 
So we pulled a shoot on this. We say, this isn't worth it. It's a long time. It would be fun to sit and hang out. But if we can't even get our hands on one single item, we might as well save the gas for the next morning. Yes. Because the next morning, there was rumors that Walmart actually got in figures. Right. And the Disney store also opened at 6 in the morning as well. Wow. So looking at the internet at this point in time, Toys R Us had nothing. At 10 p.m., all their SKUs went up online, and they had no action figures. It was more of the role-play stuff. There was a few three-and-three-quarter-inch ships, I believe. All the Lego was out. And so at this point, I'm pretty pissed off. I'm coming back. I've turned around. I'm not going to Toys R Us anymore. And I decided, like, I'm going to go look at some of the Walmarts. I'm not leaving Force Friday, the evening at least, empty-handed. No. Right. So I hit up two Walmarts on the way home, and both Walmarts had... Rogue One, not action figures, but merchandise out, particularly the Lego. Mm -hmm. And then there's the two packs of the three and three quarter inch action figures that were released. There was all those were out. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to pick it up. Because Troy had told me a story when you're talking to the guy in line. Yes. That he had grabbed all the six inch from a Walmart, but they wouldn't let them buy them. What? Exactly. Yeah. What kind of story is that? (laughs) So what happens with that is Hasbro, Disney, Star Wars and all that, they usually have holds on the action figures. Sometimes they get put out accidentally. And they'll ring up and they'll say, cannot sell, send back to distributor or whatever. And yeah. I had that with the BB-8 Funko Pop last year. Is that Walmart? Go in and grab it. And it says, scan it. And it says, no, return to oh. distributor. And they said, usually it's because it's defective. And I said, no, no. I heard this online. It's not defective. It's literally two yeah. balls on top Nothing of Nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And <laughs> what do you ha- Sorry, go ahead. And they eventually let us buy it. Wow. You but, talked him into it, eh? Well, no. And I walked up with this. I was, it was more of an experiment because I don't really get the two packs, but I liked how the two pack look. Yeah. It's the one with the Scarif Trooper in it. And I pulled it up to the front and I was like, I'm just going to see what happens. And they let me buy it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's, that fills that void that I had in there, that frustration that yeah. Toys R Us, Toys R Us, <laughs> did not have any of the action figures, no. which blows my mind. And the manager said this was a, a countrywide yeah. thing. And then listening to reports that evening from various sources in the states, yeah. it was really hit and miss again. Some Twitter Walmart's was had, up. Yeah. yeah, some Walmart's had all kinds of stuff. Some had none. Yeah. Some Toys R Us had a few things. Yeah, the ones that had the events, I think, were better off. And even in the UK, some reports came out there that the Toys R Us did have a lot of action figures. But in Canada, in particular, it was you know it wasn't a good looking situation. No. And the complaint was from the previous Force Friday was that there wasn't enough <laughs> of the action figures. And this time, instead of going and shipping more, they shipped none. <laughs> so I was lucky enough around uh, about 11 o'clock or so to go online to walmart.ca. I did get my hands on a Kylo Ren without the mask. So I did order that online, nice. which showed up today. So oh. very grateful for that. Yeah. And you yeah. had pre-ordered the gin as well. I pre-ordered the gin before as well. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that I preach to do. I ended up canceling my order. Yeah, it was a an emotional cancel, but I did. <laughs> so my real Force Friday started actually on Friday. Yeah, is I got up at four thirty in the morning, got oh showered goodness. up, and I went to the Disney store here yeah. at Market Mall. And I'm running around the outside of this mall <laughs> trying to find a door that's open because I can't remember if it's six or six thirty they opened. I think it was six. And I'm running in. I can hear people. I'm like, oh, my God. And some guy was walking through the uh, the mall with a, a cart and wheels, a garbage can or something. I was oh. like, I thought it was people stampeding towards <laughs> the Disney store. Swear to God. <laughs> and so I like start to pick up the pace. I'm like, okay, I can't look like a weirdo. I'll get up. But I'm sprinting through this mall. I get up to the front. 
no one there. <laughs> I would have loved to see security footage. I'm the only guy at 6 a.m. standing in front of the Disney store market mall. <laughs> Mind you, I got there at quarter to six, and then I think four or five other people showed up, yeah. two of which had stood in line at the Toys R Us the night before mm-hmm. and said it was more or less a bust. Yeah. They did have the t-shirts and a couple of the giveaways, mm-hmm. which they were in line for. Yeah. And they said there's only 50 people compared to about 400 or so last oh. year. Before Force Awakens. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's, that's, that's not huge. good. No. I mean, is this whole thing... I mean, this obviously hasn't soured you guys on Star Wars one bit, but do you feel like this has soured kind of Force Friday for you guys for next year? Are you guys going to be as amped up? Or are you going to be like, well, last year kind of was a letdown? A little bit. I mean, because even last year's year, there was only 30 Black Series available, right? And then this year, there's zero... So it's kind of each year it's kind of taking a toll on you yeah. as they, it goes. They'll start yeah. taking them away next year. <laughs> yeah. Go to negative. Hopefully not next year because it's an episode, right? That's so it. So it has to be a huge hit. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably going to get really pumped up again. And yeah. I don't, this hasn't tainted me too much. I was quite frustrated with, because right. I was more looking forward to the event and yes. sitting and hanging out more so than I was looking forward to getting my hands on one or two Black Series. Right. I knew I was going to the Disney store the next day, mm-hmm. the next morning. And I knew I'd eventually get my hands on the Black Series. Mm-hmm. It was more that we were so hyped for it. And we had so much fun for the Force Friday for Force Awakens. Yeah. It was that aspect that I was more upset about. And the right. fact that we were actually coming better prepared this time right. with seats. I, I thought it might <laughs> rain, so I brought an umbrella with a stand and all this yeah. shit too, right? And there's some really cool people down there yeah. telling you. So, so that yeah, was the biggest bites. disappointment. Yeah. So our Force Friday started out on quite a low. Yes. Which is a bit disappointing. But then my experience at the Disney store the next day... One, the people that were there, fantastic. Nice. We had a great time shooting the shit, talking Star Wars yeah. right before. We're all up against the gate looking in, being like, okay, how many <laughs> Death Troopers are there? And we're counting, okay, there's only seven of us. And nice. the guy on the other side is telling the okay, kids one per person. Oh, okay. So there's eight Elite Series in total that were released. I picked up the four that I thought were going to go the quickest. Yeah. Just trying to cut back a little bit on the spend. I figured yeah. these Elite Series are going to be shipping in faster quantities. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to get the K2SO, Death Trooper, yeah. Jin, as well the C2B5. How much do these ones go for? 33 bucks Canadian. 33 bucks. Yeah, so they're Not a cheap. little more expensive. Wow. The nice thing, though, that they had the Force Awakens Elite Series on sale for 18 bucks a pop. No way. Which included a Boba Fett and a Darth Vader. Oh, no. wow. But there's only four of each, and those yeah. got scooped up right away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but these Disney Elite Series are incredible. Particularly the droids. The faces, I'm not super stoked on. Like, we're looking here both at all three gins. The three and three quarter inch, the Elite Series, and the Black Series gin. And I would have to say, I like the Black Series gin the best. Mm -hmm. But when you compare that to the K2SO, which I think is by far the most superior action figure that dropped on Force Friday. Yeah. Get your hands on the Elite Series K2SO. It is incredible. It looks badass. Even comparing it to the Black Series K2SO. The Black Series is good. The Elite Series is unreal. Yeah. So what's the Black Series and what's the Elite Series? I'm so confused. So, that's a good question. <laughs> the Black Series is your traditional Hasbro 6-inch collector focus action figure. Yeah, okay. Marvel Legends. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And they only came out two or three years ago, I'd have to say. Okay. And they're really collector focused and they're usually quite hard to get. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And your Elite Series are your Disney Store exclusive. Uh... They're just a bit taller. They're die-cast, and they're a little bit more expensive. They come with a base, and the packaging's really Ah, nice. Okay. you can only get them at the Disney store, or DisneyShop.ca, or whatever it's called, .com. Probably Disneyland, Disney World. And usually... Disneyland Europe. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you can get them all. Yeah. But with them, they're usually limited in the line that you get. So you get... There's eight on the initial release here. There'll probably be, I'm going to say, three or four others that will trickle out throughout the year. Yeah. 
Cool. I see you have another R2-D2, but he's black. Yeah, C2-B5. So he looks like a, some sort of Imperial astromech droid. I'm not sure how present he's going to be in the film. <laughs> it is going to be in the film. So kind of looks like our mic stand, to be honest with you. <laughs> it does. But then our, after the Elite series, after the Disney store, I was quite excited. <laughs> My next stop was a Walmart. I usually yep. have to be in yeah. work or I'm usually at work at 6.30 a.m. And I'm sitting in the parking lot at Walmart at 6.30 a.m. <laughs> And Walmart here doesn't open until 7. But I'm watching people walk in. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going for it. (laughs) So I walk in and I said to myself, I just need to get into one of the aisles and then boot it down so people can't see me. And I was saying to myself, act like you belong to him. Just act like you belong. (laughs) And so I walk in there, strut in there. No one says a word to me. Kind of walk down the aisle and I get kind of in like the comforter aisle or whatever and just book it down to the toy aisle. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to scout this out. I know I can't buy anything till 7, so I'm going to scout it out and see what's up. See if it's worth actually being here and waiting and being late for work. <laughs> <laughs> Go in there. All they had was six three and three quarter inch action figures. No black series. Oh, man. So I was able to grab the Jin, the K2SO, and the Imperial Crewman, which were the ones I actually wanted. I didn't see the Sabine and a few others that come with the wave and i didn't pick up the repack kylo ren either yeah. but it was nice to get my hands on three three quarter inch but also very disappointing and troy you also were at a walmart at six thirty in the morning yeah yeah no luck there either oh. yeah i did see some other good marvel legends <laughs> we'll get into those <laughs> yeah so it was again walmart dropped the ball here yeah. so and that was the reports all through the city was that hit and miss hit and mm. miss sometimes you get three three quarter inch sometimes you get the odd black series yeah. i didn't know if these were being held back or what the deal was, some of the videos I saw online from other Walmarts in the yeah. States, where some people had no idea what the hell was going on. So this wasn't an event, yeah. I don't think, that was actually conveyed to either the employees or yeah. to the individual Walmarts or Toys R Us as being something big. Because yeah. I was phoning Toys R Us the day before, being like, what time are you opening? Are you opening early? <laughs> yeah. Are you getting the Black Series in? These people are like, I have no idea. Yeah. So I feel like a crazy person. <laughs> That's a big event for Toys R Us. It like, really this, is. This break generates a lot of money. Yeah. And it's like the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of action figures dropping merchandise in that. I was hoping they'd be a lot more aware. Yeah. Yeah. But then stepping into our Black Series. Yes. And these are the ones that Troy are particularly focused on. Yeah. Bread and butter. And these are the ones that are usually difficult to get. Maybe not the first wave here, but subsequent waves have been more difficult to get with the Force Awakens and integrating in more OT and prequel characters as well. So we have the disappointment here. Nothing at Walmart, nothing at Toys R Us. At this point, I'm okay. I've yeah. got my Disney Store exclusives. I got some three and three quarter inch. Yeah. I got a Funko Pop and a few other things. Yeah. I'm happy about that. You've yeah. come to peace. You know, you've accepted yeah. what you cannot change. Exactly. I was I was willing to maybe go to the internet or wait it out a bit because yeah. I knew that these were going to come at least in some quantities to these toy stores. Mm-hmm. Maybe K2SO and Death Trooper are going to be harder to get. Yeah. I was okay with that. I was okay with the hunt. Mm-hmm. Then we get a call from Troy's wife. Yeah. I'm in a meeting. Yeah. And she doesn't call me that often. So she calls me and I'm thinking the first thing, I'm like, oh, something's wrong. Yeah. Troy's like, dead. Oh, my God. Well, I always think about the kids. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. someone's hurt and she mm-hmm. can't get to her or whatever. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay. So I step out and at that point, my wife had called me too. Oh, so boy. I was like, oh, shit. What's How are we going to replace going Troy in the podcast? <laughs> but she calls me and she's super stoked. She's like, Courtney found Black Series. Yeah. I was like, Get them all. <laughs> and she's like, which ones do you want? There's, you know, she kind of rattled off a few. And there was two cases. Yeah. But there's K2SO and Death Trooper were missing from wow. the case. So Troy got those. Yeah. And you had the Jin and the Kylo on the on way. way. Yes. And Courtney, so Courtney grabbed me, Cassie and Andor, Jin and Kylo from, yeah. of all places, 
indigo. Right. Really? Yes. Yes. Wow. What are the chances? You know yeah. what? Indigo has been killing it lately. I, we should give a shout out to Indigo because that's amazing. Shout out to Indigo. Yeah. Indigo. <laughs> we raise our cups to you. Yeah. I recently picked up uh, Batman Court of Owls Volume 1 for only 12 bucks there. So nice. It's nice. a, a great store. Indigo, yeah. you guys rock. Yeah. And then I talked to Courtney after, yeah. and she starts telling me, oh my god, my heart dropped when I saw it. And I was like, that is it. That's the rush. That is the rush. Yes. That action figures that collectors chase. Yes. As you've experienced for the right. first time. You've yeah. got a little taste of yeah. it. Oh, yeah. 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 Did she sell it to you for markup, too? No. The best thing was she got a teacher's discount on it. Exactly. Wow. So they were 20 bucks a piece. Yeah. Wow. That's so it worked awesome. out better than anything. Yeah. 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 So I'm missing K2SO and Death Trooper 6-inch at this point. Those are the two I was hunting for. Those two I really wanted. Yeah. I figured they're going to be the ones that are hardest to find. Mm-hmm. And my wife starts calling around to Indigo stores around the city now. Wow. And she's now super into it. She's like, I'm going to find them. I'm going to find them. She calls a couple. They say, no, we don't have them. And she calls me. She's like, I don't believe them. Yeah. <laughs> so she loads up my kid yeah. and herself. And they go to an indigo. She calls me and goes, I got them. Oh, oh wow. I was like, no oh, way. Oh, man. Best sports Friday ever. Yeah, you guys are going to have to do something really good for your wives after that one. Like, you guys owe her big time. Yeah, they killed it. Yeah. So between the two of them, mm-hmm. we're able to get two full sets yeah. of the Black Series. Wow. Six-inch Rogue One on Force Friday. Yeah. Whew, that's amazing. Yeah. It's great. It's, yeah. great. So it's a happy ending after all. Yeah, it's it really starting off on a real low. And then at the end of the day, we're sitting. I got them all set up yeah. behind us here and kind of get everything here. And I'm super stoked for how these look, mm-hmm. how they've come out. I didn't pick up the ray. You picked up the ray. I picked up the ray, and man, am I ever satisfied. I have both rays the original first wave that we got from the Force Awakens line, and then I got the ray for the Rogue, Rogue One. And compared to two of them, you get the lightsaber obviously now with the ray. And the, the paint apps on the face is far superior. In my opinion, I think they're actually a lot better. Um, yeah, nothing but great things. As well as with the Kylo Ren with the maskless, um, his lightsaber has been redone. So it oh. actually looks just like the actual lightsaber from the movie. That's Whereas cool. opposed to the original Kylo Ren uh, toy that we had, the lightsaber actually all kind of like connected. So it's, it's a pretty bad paint on there. So uh. it looks much better now. So if you get your hands on uh, either of these, um, the ray... Or the Kylo Ren, be sure to get it, man. Great, nice. great pickups. Yeah. So we'd be really interested to hear your guys' Force Friday stories. Did you have quite an experience like trying to get <laughs> it dragged on for the majority of Force Friday? Yeah. And yeah. even into the Saturday as well. I'm still doing a little hunting, still trying to find some of those three and three quarter inch, the yeah. Sabine in particular. Oh yeah. But yeah, we'd love to hear your guys' stories. So if you want to hit us up on Twitter at the NerdRM or the NerdRM at gmail.com or comment on our YouTube, or just tell us your Force Friday experiences. We'd love to hear if you guys had similar frustrating experiences, if you came in on the other side and found the figures that you want. It was nice to see on Twitter some people were having success. And I really do enjoy seeing people actually getting what they wanted Mm -hmm. and getting what they wanted out of the day. Yes. Even though we didn't get quite that experience that we wanted, we still came in on the other side very positive as far as the day. And Sanjay, you had asked, has this tainted you? I'm going to say no, absolutely not. It's... Again, it comes down to the thrill of the hunt and, you know, the idea of accepting what's happened and just moving on from there. I I always say I don't want to buy these at more than retail because then you get into a situation specifically here in Canada where we're paying shipping and American pricing Mm -hmm. and they get too expensive. You cannot take the weight on your wallet to collect everything. 
And that's even with The Force Awakens. These are going to be short-shipped now because the Rogue One stuff's coming out. Mm-hmm. We're probably not going to see a lot of the later waves of The Force Awakens figures that we never really got. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay to hunt. I'm okay to go to local comic book shops yeah. and pick these up and maybe have them ordered in there and pay an extra couple bucks. Yeah. All in all, I had a fantastic Force Friday. Got everything I wanted. Yeah. I'm going to throw some pictures up on Twitter. I threw some nice. up early up the hall. Nice. Even down to some of the Funko Pops. We've got the EB Games or the GameStop exclusive, the Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. I didn't really focus on Lego or the Funko Pops because I know they're going to be everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a couple of those, maybe the TIE Striker and a few others. I'm going to get some of the main characters for the Funko Pops as well. Yeah. But Hot Topic and a few others are going to have some exclusives and they're going to be everywhere. So there's something that I wouldn't really worry about. Yeah. But like I said before, get your hands on at least the droids and the troops for the Elite Series. That's my favorite pickup. Mm-hmm. Troy, what's your favorite pickup of the week? Um, I like the KS2O and my Ray, my redone Ray. Yeah. Nice. nice. Love nice. that figure. Yeah. Good stuff. <clears throat> so, Sanjay, from an outside perspective, <laughs> yes. does this at all intrigue you? Like, if there was a Justice League day. Yeah. I mean, well, Batman Day was just a couple days yeah. ago, and I picked up, uh, as I said, Court of Owls. But uh, in terms of something else that would be cool for a day, like something like uh, Justice League Day would be awesome. Avengers Day would be awesome. Steelbook Day would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I gotta be honest. The one thing I have questioned, my biggest question about Rogue One is this. When the Steelbook comes out and I'm displaying the movies on my shelf, do I go episode three, Rogue One, and then episode four? Or do I go first six, or first seven, and then Rogue One? How do I display this on my shelf? Chronologically. Yeah. So, oh, so, yeah. so you go one, two, three, Rogue One, four? Yeah. 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 Well. That makes sense, right? Yeah, I think yeah. you have to. Is that how you guys are going to watch it if you, when you guys have your giant Star Wars marathons? That's how I normally do. I like to go prequels, and then I guess now Rogue One, and then go into the originals, and then Force Awakens. That's, Saving that's... the best for last. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know my best one. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty okay, pleasure okay, episode. <laughs> which one is it? <laughs> episode three. I love episode That's your three. favorite one. It's, wow. It's, well, no. Empire Strikes Back is my favorite, but I, yeah. I really enjoy episode three. But Empire is like the... That's good to hear, because I've heard nothing top. but uh, people ragging on the prequels. Well, except for you two. So, mm-hmm. gives me a little bit of hope. I'm really looking forward to watching them, and one day... I will watch them. Nice. You say one day or Monday? <laughs> uh, well, Monday's Thanksgiving, so probably not that day, but uh, one day. Yeah. Maybe Rogue One Day. Oh. oh there yeah. you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> you know, this is our last podcast in this room. Just want to say, guys, it's been a pleasure. And, you know, should we sing a song? Should we sing Closing Time? Just to clarify, we're going to have a podcast next week. <laughs> Both Star Wars Rebels Alert and the Nerd Room. Well, well are we? Way. Yes, well, we are. Tim, here's, here's my question for you. You guys were talking to some people, Star Wars fans, while you are in line. Did you promote the podcast? Maybe give out a few business cards? We have two podcasts that talk about Star Wars. It's a good cross-marketing opportunity. It is. Yeah. It's, it's Sometimes it's hard to bring up. Yeah. It's, it's not that... Or ashamed of it or anything yeah. like that. And, and not that we don't want to promote it, but mm. I want it to come up organically. Exactly. I don't want to be like, hey, my name's Seb. How have you checked out my podcast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I was vibing with the people down there and I didn't really want to be like, hey, we have a Star Wars podcast and Nerdman podcast. I was just, you know, we're, I, I was in the mode for the hunt, right? Yeah. And so I wasn't really about trying to promote the podcast. So I'll tell you what, next year we're going to send out business cards that says The Nerd Room and Rebels Alert presents Star Wars Episode 8. The Force Continues, or whatever it's called. I would love to do something like that. (laughs) 
like to be part of that. But it's so hard with Star Wars and Lucasfilm and mm-hmm. Disney to actually be part of something like that. Their merchandising and all that is so tight to them yeah. that getting your name in there or anything like that is really difficult. You yeah. almost have to do like an, a separate event with yeah. the Toys R Us or something. Yeah. And that would be something interesting to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm always up for promoting our podcast and yeah. what we do in that. Mm-hmm. But I don't ever want to force it on someone. I want yeah. it to come up, like I said, organically. Yeah. And I want it to be something that people are interested in. I don't want to be like, oh, this weird sales guy. Oh, every yeah. time he talks to me, he always talks to me his podcast. <laughs> exactly. like, I try not to do that too much. When people ask me something, even when people ask me about a review for a movie, you know, have you seen Suicide Squad? I try to just give them my opinion of it. I don't yeah. try to be like, well, if you check out our review <laughs> on episode 25 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I, I find that if the people seem intrigued for what we're talking about, I might bring it up. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, I'd love to find some way to promote this in a, you know, on a larger scale. Yeah, bootleg t-shirts. Next year, bootleg t-shirts for episode eight. We're going to give them to everyone online. Maybe some coffee presented by the nerd room. So that way, you know, we can give them some warmth and uh, get them a little bit excited. Closing time. One last time for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. I know who I want to take me home. Take me home. Well, that. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for leaving me hanging. I'm sure glad this is the last podcast in this room because this is the last time I'm talking to you for you leaving me hanging. Did you have any expectation that we'd pick that up? You know, there's a small sliver of hope. You know, one day that we're going to have a musical episode. And I keep trying to push it and promote it, but you guys keep, you know, ragging on it. So maybe one day. We will have a musical episode as Troy just opened one of Tim's Star Wars figures. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mint in box, bro. <laughs> if you sneeze on it, do you take the Windex out and clean it? No, because it'll stain the plastic on the outside. Fun tip. Windex cleans off the goop on your steelbooks. So. Goop. <laughs> Anyways, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure talking Force Friday, New York Comic Con, comics and movies. Just one last pump before we leave here. Check out our new podcast, Star Wars Rebels Alert. Drops every Monday. Again, we're discussing episode three, which is Wedge Antilles debut into Rebels. Oh, Ooh. that's exciting. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you can also find this podcast and Star Wars Rebels Alert on YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and iTunes. No. If you'd ever like to get a hold of us to comment or... Or, again, we're always trying to build this community around the Nerd Room and Star Wars Rebels Alert. So if you'd like to leave us a comment, give us some input, or be a part of the show, make sure just to catch us on Twitter. Our handles are always at the end of the episode. Or you can catch us at Gmail at thenerdrm at gmail.com, as well as on Facebook. All right. Well, I hope everyone had as much fun on Force Friday as all of us did. Including you, Sanjay. I had a blast. I was, you know, I was trying to, uh, I watched Force Awakens again. No, I didn't. (laughs) For a brief moment, I was cool. Until next week, guys. For the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. And signing off in the Nerd Room for the last time. In this Nerd Room. But I'll be back next week. So we'll still have a podcast next week, guys. I'm Sanjay. I'm Troy. Thank you for entering the Nerd Room. (laughs) (laughs) You got a lot of Luke Cage to watch before next week. (laughs) Are you going to watch your uh, Apocalypse tonight? No, probably not. No. You on board?
No, 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 no. That's, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might pick up the Neon Demon today at Walmart. Mm. For the last time in Studio A, we are out. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our host, Tim Sunday and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM1912Podcasting and Troy, the boy 87 